Hi, my name is Trudy Rosquay and I am the founder of Vitality 40+. I am not only a master personal trainer specialising in women's and children's physical health, but also a menopause ambassador who is passionate about spreading the word and breaking all those mystical taboos over the M word. I have created a series of podcasts with a variety of guests, not only on women's health issues, but subjects that relate to men's health and well-being also, unlocking all the answers to questions that you may have wanted to ask, but unsure as to where to get the information. Hi, and welcome to another podcast from Vitality 40 Plus. Now, today's guest is a lady called Rachel Turner, who is a functional medicine health coach, but is also an EFT practitioner. We'll be finding more about what that means very shortly. So firstly, welcome, Rachel. Hello, how are you? Very well. So let's start with the first bit. What is a functional medicine health coach? The area of functional medicine has been talked about for quite a few years and um, some of you guys that are, that are listening may have come across it, may not have done. But functional medicine is a new approach to medicine where we're looking for the root cause of a condition or a, or a disease rather than just treating the symptoms. So we look at the whole systems of the body, not just where does it hurt, but more about how are you eating, sleeping, moving, what's your past been like, what are your relationships like, understanding that we are more than just this physical body. And once you get all of those areas in balance, often it can help you um, revert back to a much more um, healthier state or reverse disease, or certainly find a much more natural way of overcoming problems. From the health coaching point of view, um, that is someone who helps people make lasting lifestyle changes around the functional medicine model. So it's really about just wiping the slate clean, having a good look at your life, maybe looking at a timeline of your life to try and work out some root causes to your health problems, but then working out what you can do for yourself to get yourself feeling much more energized and healthy and reducing symptoms. We're looking at something holistic. You're looking yeah. at lots of different aspects. I mean, just a little bit of background. Mine is Vitality 40 Plus, and, and that's all based on the four pillars. So nutrition, exercise, sleep and well-being. So it kind of all fits perfectly in the fact that we have to take care of our, our own selves. And I think today's world is all about, we, I've been talking this morning actually already, about popping a pill. We're all looking for the quick solution, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. And in fact, I mean, I think we've seen um, some headlines yesterday, or this is now 2022, so this is now August, whereby um, actually they're saying that doctors are now going to be saying now the solution to many issues will be change your lifestyle, which, of course, for many of us holistic practitioners, haha, yes, thank you very much. Stop giving people pills um, and we can go from there. So how do you initially start? I know we're going to go into the EFT route, but I just want to talk a little bit about the functional medicine. How do we initially start to look at where we can make changes? Well, that's a really great question. It's firstly, where do you want to start to make the changes? Because the last thing you want to do is go to somebody and they start telling you what you need to do to change your life, because we can get that kind of advice well, it's often rammed down our throats, isn't it? On social media, <laughs> everywhere we look. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> For me, 
if if when people come to me it's a case of where are you happy to start some people might say look my sleep is terrible and I really must do something about that and there could be lots of things they could change around what they're eating but I would be inclined to say to somebody start where it feels comfortable otherwise you're already going to be starting to kind of you know beat yourself up if you're trying to tackle something where you don't want to, you don't want to change what you're eating but your sleep isn't great and you're happy to deal with that then let's work with the sleep first so for me it's where are you happy to start then I think once you've got that momentum going and some improvements in one area someone is more likely to start to embrace the idea of changing another area that might not seem quite so straightforward so also we're always looking at what works well in your life yeah. building on what is already going well even if it's small things and taking it from there because I think I think that's a much nicer approach to than being sat down in front of somebody at a desk and being told you must do x y and z does it does your it does functional health medicine primarily consist around looking at nutrition or is it still all the components it's all of the components there is a there is a lot of knowledge and advice around the nutrition side although a functional medicine health coach doesn't advise on nutrition because we're not nutritionists okay um but we can guide and educate and help people that are moving through a really strict protocol help them to stay on that and and help them get through that tricky phase so there is a lot around the nutrition but to my mind and I don't know how you feel about this you can eat all the the best foods in the world but if you're stressed or anxious or you know your mental health and your emotional health isn't quite where it should be those foods you're not going to be able to take them on and take on the the nutrients in the same way as if you can balance all those areas so it is a lot to do with nutrition but I would say my personal experience and how I work with people it's much more about the the mental and emotional side um and I think that is something I would love to put out a strap line when um, my sector obviously is menopause and I seemingly nearly every podcast whether it's male or female and nothing related to the menopause I somehow managed to drag it down to the menopause um, but the fact is is that obviously most or ladies in the age of 50 odd all say weight gain weight gain weight gain oh my god where is the stomach gum what am I going to do about it oh, no, no. and I go look okay let's just get one thing straight you know I can give you I can give you components to a meal plan for want of a better word, which I hate talking about because mine is much more about the psychological impact because, you know, uh, um, and the same kind of thing with HRT, for example. So hormones are only reactive to your extrinsic stress factors. So if you have a lot of stress in your life, HRT isn't just a, you know, like it's going to solve everything. So if you're suffering with anxiety through an extrinsic factor like job, financial, family, health, because you're rubbing on some gel doesn't mean to say, you know, hey, I'm able to deal with this. Oh, my God, my HRT is not working. No, because it's not a magic pill. It's just pushing us back into normality. And I've had that conversation twice over the two days, uh, last two days. And and now we've talked about it. And I sort of mentioned the word anxiety and that it's something that that's one of your specific areas. Please feel free to explain more. Most of the people that come to me now, it's more that's more the focus they want. They're coming to me because they want to address their health issues, their midlife challenges 
from the aspect of empowerment through mental and emotional health. Because I think we get to this age, whether you are uh, midlife perimenopausal, um, menopausal, or you're someone that's living with an autoimmune disease, because that's the kind of mixture of people that I work with, you start to kind of, you want some answers, but I think we have a better knowledge of ourselves, even though life can be tough. We know it goes beyond the sleep, the food, the exercise. They are very important. I'm not saying they're not. But I think you get to a certain age or a certain situation where you think there's more to this than just those areas, like you were just saying. And that's where, you know, we have to start addressing, are you anxious? Are you depressed? Um, what habits have you got and what beliefs are you still running that you've been running throughout your life that are holding you back and causing stress in the body? Because we hold everything in our bodies, everything we experience, everything we feel, everything we've ever seen. It's all held in the body. And that can impact us physically. It's not all bad things, but some of it is. And that's where I have this possibly an obsession with helping people with that side of their health because the knock-on effect of addressing the emotional balance can be quite mind-blowing in terms of whatever symptoms someone is presenting with. They can be reduced and in some cases they stop entirely. And that's purely working with the emotional side of their lives. Okay, so let's explore this further. Let's um, go back to what is EFT? So EFT stands for Emotional Freedom Technique. Its nickname is tapping. So you possibly have heard of one or both of those terms. It's a, it's a scientifically proven stress reduction technique, which is used by millions of people worldwide. And it's a self-help tool, which is why I also love it. You don't have to be sitting with a practitioner to get the benefits, which is the case with a lot of other therapies. You can use this yourself for the for, for your whole life, for whatever situation might be coming up, whether it be health related, stress related, money related. Because we're, we're dealing with the subconscious mind and the stress response in the body. And once you can switch off the stress response, which emotional freedom technique does. We simply go into a calmer state, so we fire up the parasympathetic nervous system and the vagus nerve. So we're in this rest and digest state, which we don't, most of us don't do enough of because of our busy, busy lives. We're, we're always running in that survival mode. So once you put yourself in that place with this easy technique, you feel calmer, yet you can talk about the things that, you're, that are really bothering you in life and not re-traumatize yourself or upset yourself. You're actually allowing the subconscious mind to bring it up and let it go. So this is this is great because um, it's something that actually I have never practiced. I have read about it um, and I actually have a friend in Jersey who who does practice it. And I keep on saying we must meet because you must do something on me because I don't really know anything about it. Um, it somehow feels like a bit bemused. And I, I think perhaps um, we could describe to the listeners maybe one technique. Let, let's talk. Let's let's stick to that anxiety because. I think today's world and and the words that are being used banded around now burnout, you mm. know, um, yeah, mental overload, um, anxiety, and I I talk to people in all kind of 
um, race of life whereby whether you're working on the shop floor, whether you're working in a financial services institution that seemingly there doesn't seem to be enough people. We know that we've got short staff. We've also got extrinsic factors, again, stress, money, cost of living going up. So how do you start somebody on? I mean, how do you how do you I mean, obviously, if I come to you and say, right, well, actually, you know, I. And I do suffer with anxiety. I was always known as the, I had anxiety as a child and it does seem to have flared up, which we do know with perimenopause. And even though I'm on the HRT, um, I can sometimes just get that knot, you know, that knot in your yeah. stomach. And you have to really think like, why, 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 why is that? Why is that? So can we, can you sort of give any self-help techniques initially? Um, and then how do you help as a practitioner you know, what, what if I come to you? What what do I get if you can show me what to do? When you said I've always been known as the anxious one and I, you know, this not in my stomach and I, you know, I've done this since I was a child. I would suggest, you know, you could start thinking about, well, when do I remember the first time I felt like this? Because what you're possibly doing is repeating the same pattern, but with other situations in life, because it's something that served you as a child um, I'm not going to go too. I'm not a psychologist. No. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not about to go quite crazy deep, but we are running the same patterns with many things in our lives. It's what we feel keeps us safe on a subconscious level, not consciously. No, absolutely. That served you as a child in some way, even though it drives you crazy now when that horrible knock comes on, you're like, oh, not this again. Then you're trying to think, well, why is it happening now? And there will be a re re something that's triggering it now, but maybe if anyone's listening to this, think about when did this start? Do I remember what might have been going on in my life when I was young and I started to get this knot in my stomach and I was known as the anxious the anxious one or the one that thought about things so much? Because that is where the pattern started. And with a technique such as EFT, a practitioner can take you back to that place and release it. Then it makes it harder for you to keep feeling the same as an adult because you haven't got this subconscious memory that keeps taking you back to oh this happens it makes yeah. me feel like this and that's okay because I've always felt like that and that's me that's who I am it allows you to break that old out-of-date pattern pattern and beliefs so that you don't have to always have that same reaction because you know anxiety comes on it in a fraction of a second I've Absolutely. experienced it plenty of times it hits you out of nowhere in the most can be in the most calm situations and you're left thinking well why on earth is this happening now it's something to do with something going back that's being triggered by something now um and in terms of actually so that's what you could do for yourself is just think where do I feel it in my body in my in your case and not in your stomach when was the first time I felt like this when is the first time I can remember feeling like this because that is what you're still running potentially but you don't that's have to very, that's a very very interesting thing because actually you know bearing bearing my soul yet yeah, again on another, another another half podcast oh my goodness <laughs> me um but most of my most of my anxiety will come i i can be busy now being self-employed not so much being employed so there you have a financial element on it and yes. um, but being self-employed and i can be typing away and suddenly i can just feel like Sometimes it's not even like anxiety. It's just like my stomach is like closing up. Now, take me back. Ooh, yeah. Four years old, I have that vision. 
Um, and I used to have a lot of stomach problems and then it was ulcerative colitis. Uh, then it was IBS. <laughs> and I can see a little eyes lighting up there because it, if we didn't have two minutes of conversation before this podcast, one of the things that you'd mentioned was in effect um, inflammatory conditions of the bowel. Um, and I was like, oh, well, we'll go there. Let's go there. So that, so now I probably just highlighted. And I think, you know, being 54, um, a lot of the time when we had stomach issues back when I was young, it was, shall we say, uh, clumped together, whether it was irritable bowel syndrome, which still continued. Even then, that was a little bit too early for even for my life. It was like um, mine was ulcerative colitis. Now, did I have ulcerative colitis? Well, yes. I mean, I'm, yes, I did. But when I was 40 and I had my final colonoscopy and I changed specialist, the specialist had said, there is no sign of ulcerative colitis in your bowel, but there are striations where there appears to be an overuse of laxatives. And I said, well, I've never taken laxatives, but um, it was deemed to be, right, you can go off, you can now drink caffeine, you can now take um, anti-inflammatories and you'll be fine. And touch wood, just touching several bits of wood here. I have been fine, <laughs> but we're back to this, this link and... I want to push you a little bit more on it to say, what is your work then with these inflammatory bowel conditions? Yeah. So I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis in 2004. Oh, wow. Um, a few months after I was married. Poor husband. He says, what are you trying to say about the marriage? And it's not yeah. like that. So in functional medicine, you're taught that often these things can be triggered after a happy event. So, yeah, I've got I've got quite a few years experience with that very same condition. Um, and what I find now is people are coming to me all over the world um, to get this support with their mental, emotional health, whether they have Crohn's colitis um, as well as uh, midlife ladies, but most of them are now IBD because I have gone through the mill with every, you know, with the medications and all the sorts of treatments and the frustrations and the, you'll be like this forever and you can't come off the meds and all the bad news. And I have recovered my health and there are many people out there that do, but they're not talked about enough, I don't think. Or they don't want to even talk about it that much because it, it is such a traumatising condition. Absolutely. Once get well, they literally don't want to be having to talk about it anymore because they, a lot of them have, you know, a, you know PTSD. They, they don't want to think about what they've gone through. So... Yes, this is when I was saying earlier about symptom reduction and in some cases stopping using EFT. And I'm not making any, I'm not making any flippant claims. You know, people can try and see it for themselves. Everybody is different because we are unique. And what works for one person may not work the same for someone else. It doesn't. That's why there's so many options out there. But it, it blows my mind to see what happens with each client on their own journey to recovering their health from these conditions using that these kind of techniques. Wow, that's um, certainly a claim. And interestingly, uh, as you're, oh, I'm listening, I'm just, I'm riveted, I'm just listening in, um, is that, you know, I had a, a guy who came on LinkedIn and he came on Messenger to me and said, I think I'd made a post about having colitis or something. And then I started to get, and he said, I'm in India, I need some help. And I'm like, well, I'm not well, I'm not really the person to give you help. I can give you support and say, yeah. Look. but he was desperate and he, he couldn't find anywhere in where he was in India for, for this ongoing support. Um, 
because obviously, um, and it's not obviously at all, because if you don't know anything about bowel conditions, of course, even for me, it was quite obvious that the emotional trauma from childhood had been an instigated part, an element of of ulcerative colitis. Um, yes, there is hereditary, and it's interesting what you're saying. And, uh, you know, I do think, um, you know, we know that itis means inflammation, and we know that the chances are it's an, it's an autoimmune condition. So you're then prone to things like rheumatoid arthritis um, and, and things like that, whether it's psoriasis or whatever, and it's all autoimmune. So we have to do something about that. And so we are actually stating, I'm actually, I'm actually really keen to do this now because I think a lot of the symptoms that I, I show now, and one of the things I suppose I talk about in perimenopause and we talk about the change, is that a lot of conditions that maybe have stemmed through childhood, and that includes medical um, eating disorders as well, um, can rear their ugly heads again during this period. And obviously, you know, not rocket science, there is a hormonal issue going on here because it has to be. So you you said you treat clients all over the world? Yeah, I get, often it's referrals. So um, across the US, Canada, Australia, Europe, because it, people are looking for other ways to help themselves, which is fantastic. I think we're in this, we're in this time now where maybe especially after the last couple of years, people are starting to just open their minds to other ways to help themselves. Yeah, our, our National Health Service is fantastic, but it's it's on its knees. People are wanting to take health into their own hands, whether it be health coaching, working with a nutritionist, or looking at these other ways of reducing the stress that is in our lives. And I mean, even if you feel like you're a fairly chilled person, just society at large is full of fear and anxiety these days anything that they can do to help to just get them through yeah. feeling as balanced as possible so that's possibly why people are coming to me from all these different places but also that connection with um Crohn's and colitis so how do they how do we um how are you going to help me whilst we're speaking like this how would you help me well, we can do a little bit of tapping. It's going to it's going to sound pretty bizarre to the people listening. <laughs> you can't see it, but I can describe what we're doing. So when you're when you have an online uh, an online client like yeah. we're just sort of doing this now, you would give them sort of whether or not it's pressing between the thumb and finger, whatever it is, um, doing it. You would be able to to do that. They would just show you on yeah. Zoom camera as to how to do that and you would just take them through the practice yeah so we're as we are sitting now I appreciate the listeners can't see this but we're looking at each other on zoom yes. I look with my client and I are looking at each other on zoom and we, we chat there's a lot of talking with EFT and um I start the technique and they follow me as as I do it they copy and then I use certain wording and they use that wording so it's, it's very much like you just, they just copy what I do um but it is all there's lots of questioning there's lots of sort of just gently investigating different areas and oh, um it's led by the client really you know how do you feel about this and what's coming up in your mind because what happens is when you start this tapping technique which for anyone listening is 
just these very gentle taps on certain points on your um, hand, head and upper body because we're stimulating something called the meridian system, which is used in acupressure and acupuncture. Then people kind of know, oh, it's where you put needles in. We're tapping on these points and it sends electrical signals to the, to the midbrain and it switches off the stress response. But at the same time, it really tunes into the subconscious mind. So we could do a little bit now and then you might start getting much more vivid ideas of what happened when you were a child and what it felt like to be that child and that knot in your stomach and everything else that might have been going on and what you believed about the world around you at that time and what you might believe about yourself. And then we can start let, letting it go when we're in this place, tapping on these points. But I appreciate that sounds a bit bonkers. <laughs> no, I'm watching you and I'm thinking, do I fully, I'm going to start tapping my head under my nose, around my side. And you say, well, this is a really interesting podcast. Everyone's going to be like, everyone's going to be like, oh, here, where are we going? To the side anyway. of the head, under the nose? Um, <laughs> I think this is absolutely fascinating. And half of me thinks, surely this can't work. And yet, as you say the questions that you're actually going to ask me, I can actually, as I'm as I'm following your tapping, but I'm not really sure what I'm doing. Um, I actually think, wow, no, this is this is absolutely very true. I quite like about. There's many things I like about it. What I quite like about it is. There is no placebo with EFT, as there is with lots of other things. And placebo, I mean, is an incredible thing that they should be studying far more. There is no placebo, particularly with EFT, because you can be the biggest cynic and say, this is utter nonsense. This can't possibly make any difference. And yet they can still get the same benefits yeah. as anyone else. You don't need to believe in it for it to work. But it kind of makes sense for anybody who, quite rightly, acupressure, acupuncture I mean you know let's just go medical acupuncture I've had that for shin splints now I had this is back in my PT days really bad shin splints and and I can remember going to my my osteopath she was very holistic actually she didn't she wasn't really an osteopath she's much more than that and she went in and she put acupuncture down my shins and said right you know and I I literally made it to the car I had to rewind, I had to literally pull the seat back and that was me gone, sleep in the car park, 20 minutes straight out because the power of that acupuncture and that, you know, so if we're going into the medical mind and there's for any of you cynics out there who are probably thinking, yeah, right, a little bit of tapping. If you think about, I'm sitting here going, oh yeah, tap, tap, tap. And you're thinking now about needles going in and my reaction to that would be that actually, if you're talking about, and if you look at any any body sort of parasympathetically of the nerves running down you'll know that all of these nerves are there under the skin waiting to be stimulated in some way whether that's a needle whether that's um, a massage point or whether as you say a tapping or think about reflexology about that that pressure of all the ends of nerves in your feet um very, very interesting, honestly. And um, so tell me just to sort of finally sort of winding things up a little bit. But, you know, so what conditions do you um, would you I mean, we've talked about, you know, inflammatory bowel, which is obviously kind of like your specialist area. Um, is there any other, you know, you're talking anything, I assume, that is symptoms of that? Yeah. And um, yeah, I've helped people with all, all kinds of things because. With this particular technique, going back to the EFT again, it you can try it on anything. And that is a quote from the guy that came up with the 
with the, the thing itself, Gary Craig, you can try EFT on anything, whether it be nail biting, which I've had, I had to sort out, um, smoking. And I can say that her nails are looking lovely, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, anxiety, depression, PTSD, food cravings, eating disorders, autoimmune disease, relationship problems, money problems. And you might think, well, how, how on earth can something help that many different things? Because we are so emotionally connected. There isn't one thing we don't do in a day where there isn't some sort of emotion attached to it. If you think about it, oh, really fancy a coffee. Oh, there's a bit of emotion there. Yeah. Um, you yeah. want that pair of shoes, bit more emotion. Um, how you feel about someone when you see them or everything we do, running in the background is all this emotional input. And a lot of it, it's going to be the old stuff also running in the background. Not all bad, but some of it is not helpful. And so that's why this technique could help. Obviously, there's no guarantees with anything, whether it's anything from surgery to medication to therapy. It could help because everything we do is emotionally entangled. Yeah, yeah, it's emotionally charged. Yeah. So if you start handling that emotional side, and it's an emotional in intelligence tool, then um, why can't it help all of those things and more and it and it's scientifically proven to do so hundreds if not thousands of times over wow uh, again i i'm i'm thinking now i mean one of the thoughts I, I i say is that you know when people talk about i mean i talk about cbt and nlp and mm -hmm. use that in my you know you mentioned food cravings but you know i talk about um changing mindsets yeah. when it comes to food you know at the end of the day we all know what we should be eating or, or whatever we think we do, or maybe Dr. Google tells us what we should be eating and what we shouldn't be eating and all that. At the end of the day, life is life. You know, we get to a certain age and we go, right, do you know what? If I want fish and chips, I'm going to have fish and chips. That's fine. Do that. But think about what you're doing all around that and, and think about, you know, well, you're not going to cheat. You're not going to have a good day or a bad day. It's just life. It's what it is. But yeah. one of the things that I say is we have over 60,000 thoughts in any one day. If we gave every thought some airspace, we'd never do anything. So why is it that we tend to hone in on the, on the? I think yeah, I like that. What was it? Your your description. Um, some of our memories are not bad, but they're just <laughs> they're not really helpful. <laughs> I yeah. like that. Not helpful thoughts. Um, so yeah, I'm yeah okay. You've got me convinced. I think I might need to book in for an EFT session. And let's get rid of this anxiety. And I'm sure for those that know me, we'll be getting chewy and anxious. And I'll be like, mm, that's a problem, isn't it? You come out, the game face is on and that's fine. But the the underlying, you know, imposter syndrome child is there yeah. always. Uh, I think especially anxiety, I, I would be very surprised if there wasn't one person that hasn't experienced anxiety on some level Mm. At, at some point in their life I would be very surprised if there was anyone out there that could honestly put their hand on their heart and say I have never felt anxious in any way at any point in my life I think everybody has experienced it at some point and unfortunately for some it just can get a real hold and feel like a real problem to overcome and it can be crippling but it's um and it's it has it comes with so many flavors doesn't it as well absolutely right yeah. absolutely and that you know, again, we, you know, just reverting onto that menopause, you know, where we've got anxiety, sadness, depression, grief, fear of being alone, lack of confidence, lack of motivation. What's going on? What's happening to my body? 
Um, and then, you know, moving on, I, I, I see sort of older people, particularly post-COVID, that are, that are really struggling with trying to get their lives together, which, you know, up until that point, everything was fine. And now it's not, it's, you know, the, the world will never be completely normalised for the older generation who maybe have fear of contracting COVID and things. That's an underlying anxiety before we've even started sort of with anything else that might happen. Well, I'm very aware of, of timings and I want to just ask you one last thing. I didn't warn you about this. So can you give, you see, oh no, what are you going to ask me? Uh, three take-home tips about EFT or about functional medicine that that the um, that the audience of podcast listeners will be able to take away today. Three take home tips. <clears throat> First, well, it's tip one is firstly believe that you can be well, and I think both of those areas, functional medicine and EFT are very much focused on that belief that you can be well, which is maybe not quite the sort of tips that you're after, but I think you've got to have that belief that you can be well, whatever situation you're facing, whatever stage in life you're at. And number two, keeping those two in mind, there is always something you can do to improve your health at any point, no matter how hopeless it feels and how fed up you are and sick of it all. Because if you think about all those different areas of your life that you can start to gently address just in tiny ways, like you said, the, with quick wins. And these quick wins can really have a big ripple effect, can't they? You can change oh, one absolutely. and you can be amazed by the difference it makes. And number three, keep that awareness of who you are and how you're feeling. So I think it's very easy for us to be completely removed from that. And I would say that's possibly why one of the contributing factors to me getting sick was just being quite absent from who I was and how I was feeling about life. That's absolutely right. You know, um, I did a podcast with a lady who's living with cancer um, and who has stage four cancer and was told six months, a year, and she's still here. You know, why? How? Well, of course, one of the things, the greatest things that we can give ourselves is that strength, is that mental strength, positivity. Um, and when you talked, or when I talked to her and she is out there trying to help other people now, you're like, wow, wow. You know, sometimes when we think about the little things that make us anxious, we really, and it's very, very easy to say, let's put everything back into perspective, you know. Um, and of course, you know, I'm probably the worst one uh, in the world sometimes when I think, oh, my kids haven't turned up, they haven't answered my phone either, you know, sort of go off on one and we go, whoa, stop, stop. Is this really going to affect what I'm going to do in the day? No, because I'm still going to cook dinner. If they're not going to turn up, that's their fault. But, you know, it's that kind of minute eye thinking that we need to, to stay positive and to be focused. Now, the big thing is, Rachel, how are we going to get hold of you? So if you want to get hold of me, then easiest place is to go to my website, rachelturnerwellness.co.uk. I'm, I've got an Instagram, Instagram account. The handle is Rachel Turner Wellness. And on there, I run quite a few little short sessions. Also, from 
either of those places, you can find my YouTube channel. So I've got all sorts of videos up there, EFT sessions, talks with um, other people in the health industry that are helping other people get well. So yeah, just have a have a snoop about. Wonderful. Find me any of those places that you're that you find easiest to to have a look at. And if you have any questions, just drop me a line. Brilliant. Rachel, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to speak to you. Thank you. Mm, cheers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. For more information on the topic that you've just listened to, please visit my website, www.vitality40plus.com. Thanks for listening.